Welcome to the Kings of Punk podcast. Host Tyler Hammer, Jake Razor, Gary, US Bombs, aka Tim. How's it going, fellas? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mo- mostly pretty good. Um, didn't sleep very well last night, but that's okay. I feel I feel good now. I'm getting a second wind. Okay. Um, yeah, I worked out a little bit today, but now nice. I have to do that after this. They're feeling feeling powerful. Um, which we're gonna have to feel powerful to get over this daunting and scary uh, topic today, which is. Well, I I need to be powerful so that I can uh, commune with the Prince of Darkness myself personally. Of course, he is a a little red man with a powerful voice. It's actually yeah. a black flame. He's just a black flame. Yeah. Oh man, he doesn't have the little pointy horns. And it's in your own brain. No devil tail. Yeah, no little pitchfork. That's actually something I neglected in my research. I'm not 100% sure where that visual came from, but I, I yeah, think it's safe to assume it's, uh, I mean, it, obviously it's a Christian thing. Yeah, it's like a goat man kind of yeah, thing, it's right? Like, it's like derived yeah. from Baphomet, clearly. But him being like, I'm a little devil man. And I have a cigar, too, to smoke. And I'm going to blow it in your face. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, what did that what what, that, what happened to that guy? I'm, he seemed I'm like a the, great guy. I'm looking it up right now because that is it was not always like that. You telling me that guy's the goddamn devil? With the horns? He's too silly, yeah. And he's re- all red? Right, I mean yeah, like his appearance might be a little bit comical for I mean, Johnny uh, down at the at the docks? I mean in the Bible Oh my god. In he's early the devil. in early Christian days, like in the Bible it doesn't describe what he looks like really. And um he was never depicted in that in that artwork. Do they do that a lot in the Bible? I don't think they really describe. They're like, and Joseph had you know brown hair. And yeah, not not really. Um, he does poor writing. In he the, looks in like uh, Pan, the Roman god. Okay, who is like a kind well, of party animal type guy. I guess a lot of a lot stuff of is kind of bastardized in Christianity. They just took ah, yeah. just throw all this shit in. The here. Trident is from Poseidon. Obviously, we'll we'll get to some like, of that. Yeah, I mean, we don't like the water man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they just they're just looking around like uh well, what about uh the the lamp? I mean that tree's kinda pointy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looks like I actually did read about this when we first talked about doing this episode. It there's you can see some antecedents of the red devil guy in like uh, middle ages like frescoes and stuff. It still isn't like a goofy devil guy. Mm-hmm. I think it was maybe eighteen hundreds or something like that. It it really I it kind of I think it was one of those things where the the visual component just sort of gradually evolved over time until you yeah. get to the little red devil guy. Yeah, it's, you know... Uh, is that his most human appearance and form as the red devil man? I think so. Yeah, it would make sense that he's human-y looking. And uh, like I said, the, the pan and then Poseidon with the trident, that's clearly... I mean, as we'll kind of come back to, the idea of Satan really... Well, who was who was the Greek? What was it? Hades? Is that the guy? Hades. That's one of them. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and a lot of the one theory on what Satan, quote unquote, actually is, is it's just Christianity, all the gods that they didn't want people to worship anymore, but but particularly ones with particular traits, which I'll elaborate on, were just subsumed into Satan. I mean, even Levee himself, whoever, a- anyone who's like a Satanist. Of any kind, be it like a Levian or a theistic, actually scary Satanist, 
will mm-hmm. tell you like no they don't believe in a little red devil man like satan is symbolic of a bunch of other either ideas in kind of the levian interpretation or uh, a stand-in for other forces outside mm-hmm. of the objective universe now one might ask why 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 talk about this what the hell is yeah, going on how is this punk how is this punk how is this relevant oh it is and on our last episode we met we were, we were talking about the travis scott incident which i believe the death toll is now at 10 yeah oh so he got a little more so all the eight flame things He's like got there's two a lot more. of people talking about like eight flames, eight deaths, it matches. Like the numerology stuff I never got into, as might become apparent during this episode, can, I have gone somewhat deep on some of this stuff, but with numerology stuff, I feel like you can like link so much shit together and it's just yeah. like you're just kind of grasping for straws there. Now and now with ten people, oh were there where were the other two flames? I'm oh, ba- I'm bad know? with I'm bad with numbers anyway, so I never got into the Kabbalah, the like Jewish mysticism. It's a lot uh-huh. of number magic. Really? There's word magic too, which I'm better with, but I think a lot of it is that people are just huge Jim Carrey fans and they love that movie, the number twenty three. That I think marks a yeah, big that's... shift in numerology and like even if that movie is kind of bad, it's like well this is it. an interesting concept. It's poop. You know, it's a big old poop. Is it supposed to be like a devil number? No, I think it's just a reoccurring number yeah, that he keeps sees. seeing it everywhere. Oh yeah, I've we we know somebody who got a tattoo about that because he saw a number everywhere. Yikes! It's like yeah, that's number one. That. It's like yeah, it exists. <laughs> that's weird to be like like maybe a number like. 175. It was 173. Some, it, it's I'll something say. like that. Yeah. 173. I would say maybe. It's weird to see it everywhere. Yeah. If it's if it's if it's a two digit number for the most part, no, nah, get yeah. the fuck out of here. Three digits minimum. Got it. Minimum. Be. Minimum. So with with Satan Satan on the topic, a we, lot of people on Twitter were going off, and not just in, in general uh, conservative uh, fucking news hosts. Not and, just them though, like. I will say this. Leftists, too? Well, and more than anything, just like normal people. And I will say that discourse isn't new. I've been hearing about how Jay-Z is in the Illuminati forever. Yeah. Lots of regular people. And this is actually something that, and there's, you can't say this about that many things in America. This is something that totally cuts across, like, racial barriers and even class barriers. People Uh love Illuminati shit. People love this idea of, like, ritual sacrifices and stuff. And I've seen it come up before. With fucking Jay-Z, the right wing kind of grabbed it and ran with it with the Pizzagate shit. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, Hillary Clinton eating a baby with Huma Abedin and whatever. That being said, the Travis Scott discourse and the idea that this was a demonic ritual sacrifice is the most that I've seen like regular apolitical people talking about this in a while. Mostly on Twitter, like yeah. you said. My Facebook feed is people I know and they're all, you know... They fucking love science, so they're not going to get into that. But uh, someone I was friends nerds. with on Facebook was talking about how it's all stupid, and this girl was like, "You just don't understand." And it's like, she does not look like a person who's very God fearing for the most part, you yeah. know. And I can't imagine this person like three years ago was like, "Well, wow, I mean, you know, my dad was a scientist." Tent. Yeah, you know, I think. There's a lot of things to link here. Um, we're going to talk yeah. about the history of Satanism and all this other stuff. I'm going to give us some philosophical kind of framing that will yeah. sort of 
defend my position that in a way, yes, Astro World was satanic, but probably not in the way that they think it was. And then we're going to just explore some more modern cases of Satanism. Um, And the satanic panic is our main. Really, society's response to this and uh, where it's wrong and where it comes from is, I think, going to be our main focus. Yeah, because I I, I have a, uh, I guess I would say a theory that I've been like brewing in my brain the last few days um, about this this whole, especially the stuff with the satanic panic of the 80s. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting how everything kind of coalesced and uh, transpired over over the I feel like ten ten or so ten or twelve years that kind of took yeah, hold in, of. Interesting that it happened then too, and I think there's yeah. I, I have some theories about why that is. But let's um. Let's so go, I'm yeah, I'm gonna us, go I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna get really journey. really deep to start with. Okay. Because there's a because f- this is how I think about this stuff because I have gone on. Not nearly as much as some people have, but I've gone on a bit of a deep dive in the past with regards to what could be called Satanism, Luciferianism, um, the occult. The occult means something else. The occult just means hidden knowledge. That's Mm -hmm. a different kind of – there's a distinction there that a lot of people don't understand. The first thing I want to frame all this with is with the distinction within the occult and within religion and spirituality – between the left-hand path and the right-hand path, because this is something that uh, I, you know, I listened to that Entombed album for years and never really thought about what it meant. It, this is, I think, a somewhat useful way to think about your life and the world, potentially, if mm-hmm. in tandem with other things. Um, so people use this language to distinguish between different kinds of magical practices and different kinds of spiritual beliefs. Basically... There's a distinction that you could start with to understand it between the objective and the subjective universe, right? The objective Mm -hmm. universe is all this stuff around us, this material stuff that we ostensibly have limited control over because it's outside of us, the the natural world. In, you know, in uh, right-hand path paganism like Wicca, that's nature would be, fills in that. In Christianity, it's the Abrahamic God. Uh, I would argue that in Marxism, it's the... uh, way it's the social realm the way that people interact with each other to produce and reproduce real life and if you are a follower of the right hand path any magical practices you engage in are geared towards bringing you in union with this natural order this cosmos this logos um karma the idea that you cannot escape these rules be they you know the rules that god made or the laws of nature or Marx's laws of historical necessity and uh, the you know modes of production, whatever. Yeah, I, I, that and that's white magic is when you are doing rituals or doing things that are geared towards union with this natural order. Like, I'm trying to come up with a analogy. Like playing maybe like a, a a board game where pawns on the chess is the idea that we're we're embroiled in this system that is already here. Y- yes, we, you you. So you're the pawn instead of the player. Yeah, there. we're the pawn. Or you could even be a king, but you're still not. You're you're being played. Um, another and and, and we bef- want we want the game to flow correctly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And before I go any further, I will say a lot of my research for this and the way I learned about a lot of this stuff is from a book called Lords of the Left Hand Path. Uh, by Stephen E. Flowers, Ph.D. I'm 
not going to endorse everything this guy has said and done because I don't know all of it, and some of these guys are kind of weird. But I will say, if you want to learn about this stuff, he is an incredible and very accessible scholar. I have a bunch of his books. He's written under a few different names, covered a bunch of different topics, and his shit is really easy to read. He is a practitioner of the left-hand path. He was in the temp- Temple of Set, and he did like stuff with runes and shit like that. Well, the way he puts it is um, to follow the right-hand path is to kind of go with the flow and be a good company man. To, be in, to mm-hmm. bring your subjective universe, the stuff that's inside of you, so the subjective universe is your intelligence, your self-awareness, your ability to think for yourself and come up with things in your head that don't exist in the outside world. The goal with any right-hand path practice is to bring that in union with the objective universe, the outside world, the natural order. Okay. Um, the left-hand path is all about your subjective universe. It's about your uh, isolate intelligence, as they would put it, the self-awareness in your own head that you ostensibly have control over. Um, big ideas in left-hand path practices that Flowers highlights are the ideas of self-deification, being your own god, being more like a god, individualism, uh, initiation, which is is the idea that you can gain magical powers through a a process powers you didn't have before as opposed to being born with them and uh magic generally but specifically like black magic which uh, there's different the different approaches to black magic are either doing a working to change your subjective universe your own mind for its own purpose or trying to bend the objective universe to your will which I believe that one is considered lesser black magic. Greater black magic is all about you. Lesser black magic is like, I might have that backwards. Sorry, I fucked up. But it's not, you could figure it out if you want, regardless. So even yeah, in I the, feel like bending the, the objective uh, to you, to the subjective. You would think would so, harder. but I, th- I think they do it the other way around because they think that the subjective universe is the most important thing. Okay. But if even in that book, he talks about like the Nazis and says that, what they did with propaganda and the mark they left on history through that was like an act of black magic because it wasn't supposed to happen and they used propaganda to change people's minds. And Mm -hmm. uh, so those are the two distinctions. And I think in looking at people's actions and at phenomena in the world, it can be a kind of useful thing. Now also because this is a music podcast, I will say those tenets of the left-hand path I just cited, self-deification, individualism, initiation, magic, Pretty fucking easy to connect that to rock and roll and to punk. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about David fucking Bowie and self-deification. Pretty mm-hmm. yeah. and initiation. That's very punk, right? Like these guys weren't born to be musicians. They uh, did a did a thing and adopted a persona, and they were able to be rock stars, which they were never supposed to be. It was they, they you know Johnny Rotten wasn't supposed to be a pop star. No, that's black magic yeah. right there. Honestly. Um, so with that as some framing, just I'm going to do a little historical context to kind of get us up to speed. I'm going to skip a lot of things because okay. the satanic panic stuff you want to cover initially is in the 80s. Um, we're going to go way before that real quick. Go way back. Way before back. Pre-Middle Ages, pre-Christianity. Um, okay. Our, yeah. our ideas about good and evil did not exist yet. The Christian God or any monotheistic God did not exist yet. And in turn, Satan couldn't exist yet because the whole Satan... And this is the limitation of Satanism or Levian Satanism anyway, is Satan is totally defined against God. He's like a, he's the adversary and he's nothing without God. Um, there were a bunch of gods all over the world back then. I'm just going to highlight a few gods and myth- mythological figures that I think are relevant to the kind of stuff we are talking about in this episode and talk about in general. 
um, for the black metal fans out there and fans of other uh, sketchy music made by Nordic people, I will mention Wotan, his name, mm-hmm. or Odin, as he is sometimes known. That was a Germanic god, the Allfather. He had one eye, kind of a weird guy. His name means master of inspiration or master of poetry. And one of the things they believed is that, like, he would help you come up with, like, uh, bars, basically. And uh, I, like, I swear some of the Germanic people would have, like, borderline, like, rap battles where they would, like, try to fucking, like, because he was the god of poetry. So that's the god of inspiration. And he was a chaotic morally ambiguous god and we've kind of talked about that in an artistic context before that art is always morally ambiguous it's selfish mm-hmm. etc so that was a big one in the nordic world that was like their chief god depending on where you were um one second just just got done by beat uh the new god of war and it is set in um the 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 what is it Vikings? No, I wouldn't say Vikings, but Viking like Norse, yeah, like the Norse re- the Norse region of uh, the God of War. Well, actually, kind of all a lot of their gods were gods of war. Yeah, Thor yeah. was the big one, but Odin was too. Um, that ties in. We, we'll cover this more in a black metal episode. But the uh, his riders, the Ghost Riders in the Sky, that fucking country song is about. Um, uh, what why the, what the fuck are they, the Osteria? I'm probably butchering the pronunciation, but. He would have these, his uh, dead people would come steal Christian babies' souls, and they train in Valhalla to, when the world ends, they have to, all the gods fight each other. Um, Another big one, and this is probably, according to some people, where the name Satan comes from, there was an Egyptian god called Set, who is very notable. All the other Egyptian gods, you can look at them, and they look like some sort of animal. You look at a depiction of Set, and you're like, what the fuck is that? What is, which one is Set? He's got like, it looks like an anteater's head, but a human's body. Okay, okay. And he, there was a cult of Set, and as far as we can tell, the ideas he kind of represented, he lived in the desert. His name means like foreigner. Don't they all live in the desert, though? Way way out in the desert. (laughs) Not near any pyramids. Okay, way out in the desert. In the other deserts. Like, he he was the foreigner, and he appears to have represented like... Um, I, he was angry. He killed Osiris, which was like a god of or, of order, um, who I think might have been his brother. Um, he was, and again, because he's not, he doesn't match up with an animal. It's this set figure kind of represents opposition of to nature. And right, according, he's, yeah, he's like an abomination. Dep- he's like a monster. That's what he was framed as later. Yeah, and that's when he gradually starts to become the devil. But there were people who worshipped him and said it wasn't an abomination. He represented. And people who later who worshipped him that we'll get to, that he wasn't an abomination. He represented this intelligence that only humans have that we're endowed with mm-hmm. that animals are not. And that isolate intelligence, which again is, it's like being out alone in the desert. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to be clear, with uh, Egyptian, we'll say the that era, there was uh, Anubis too, who was a god of death. Yeah, yeah. But he was not, he does not, he is not like represented like Satan. Yeah, he's like and, more of a uh, a judge. Well, because you can, it, and you could frame death as very much part of the natural order, where yeah. Set would represent something like eternal life, which is what mm. the left hand path is. Also, they people who are into that stuff are super into that idea too. Now, Set again, there was a cult of Set, but then it got banned, and he became like a bad guy. Um, the third figure I was going to mention, I think this is super super important with any of this stuff, is Prometheus. This was a Greek myth that Hesiod mm-hmm. wrote down and. 
uh, I think 700 BC. Not not totally sure. But Prometheus, people might be familiar with. He stole like the light of consciousness from the gods. And he was trying to give it. He gave it to the humans. He gave it to humans. That's what's enabled us to do podcasts. And then actually, they um, wow. Thanks, Prometheus. I believe yeah. Zeus like uh, banned him to be like tortured for eternity. In uh, one, there's was di- that the one where the uh, the they pack his, they eat his liver every day. Yes, yeah. Okay. But there's different versions of the myth. There's versions where Zeus forgives him. Oh, really? Interestingly, okay. interesting. And, and this would be this myth would be replicated almost entirely in the figure of Lucifer, the yeah. fallen angel who tried to get the light from God and was banished from the kingdom of heaven. Uh, doesn't Lucifer literally transfer to like bringer of light or something like that? That's what it means, light bringer. Light yeah, bringer. Okay. Light bringer. Um, and that light. That's again, people who are into these traditions are into that idea. It's also known as the the black flame, like I mentioned, this idea of uh, human consciousness as something that is, mm-hmm. again, in, in the right hand path view, that light of consciousness is part of nature because we're all part of nature. Whereas in a left hand path view, it's like that light, that black flame is on its own and is a totally unique thing. And mm-hmm. you can use it to do whatever you want if your will is strong enough and you don't have to follow the rules. Um, one thing, and I'm going to skip a lot of stuff, but, but it's interesting the, cause we're talking about the 80s satanic panic. Another time that was huge for this was of course the middle ages or the dark ages. There was a lot of witch hunting and trying to persecute people for practicing mm. LHP stuff. Uh, but there wasn't much of it happening. People were mm. kind of chasing these things that didn't really exist. Cause a lot of the practices, especially in Scandinavia, which is probably the area I know the most about and like Northern Europe. It all got incorporated into Christianity. You look at those. That's the ironic thing about uh, Nordic pagan Varg burning down churches. Those churches were tremendous, like pagan, like uh, uh, monuments. Basically, you look at the fucking things. They look like they've got fucking runes on the engraved in the wood and shit. Like so, Middle Ages, not a lot of this was happening. It kind of came back during the Renaissance. There were a bunch of secret societies that were like fucking around with Luciferian shit. Um, Really, the idea of Satan, I think you can trace to around the time that the Hebrews were migrating under the leadership of Moses. Uh He was the guy who came and said, there's one God, Yahweh. And as soon as you have one God who's good, that's when you get to have one guy who's bad. Otherwise, you just got a bunch of guys. Right. And they can be and like, again, especially in northern Europe, they were all kind of morally ambiguous. Like no one was telling you right from wrong. And once you get that synthesis, that's where you get this opposition that gives rise to Satan. Um, so I'm going to skip a lot of stuff in the Renaissance and uh, Blavatsky and whatever else. Lots of shit. But one guy I will mention from the like occult revival was a man who lived from 1875 to 1947, who you've definitely heard of, named Aleister Crowley. Uh, yep. I am not a Crowley expert. It's fucking hard to... Learning his biography is tough enough. It's pretty fascinating. Trying to understand his religion, Thelema is next to impossible it's a crazy synthesis of different things he like went to egypt and talked to some god i did mm-hmm. it wasn't said yeah, i don't think he, he there his, is go ahead. if you want uh, a pretty s- digestible i should say history of uh, uh crowley i did like the last podcast on the left i'll have to they check did that like out. I swear to God, like six episodes about him. You would need at least that yeah. many, yeah. It's crazy. Because his belief system is like very contradictory. It's notable because there are things that you read in it that sound very right-hand path. He talks about nature and the natural order and stuff. 
but then it's you know do as thou wilt which is the whole mm-hmm. of the law which is very right hand path you know you can do whatever you want or left hand path you can do whatever you want kind of shit uh he also liked to eat poop in sex rituals and he was like definitely an mi6 asset if for those who don't know mi6 is uh the british cia it's where James Bond works. It's where James Bond works. Uh, he 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 had a disciple, and I'm only mentioning this because her trials in the nude in the news. Um, he had a disciple in the U.S. named Jack Parsons, who was going to try and bring Thelema to the United States, and uh, he married Ghislaine Maxwell's brother, which is something that really rocked my shit when I learned it. Uh, Damn, that's weird. Tim is shaking his head and making a face, and he's correct. That is uh, pretty pretty gnarly. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything stupid about Ghislaine. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna, she's gonna get you if you do. What's up, hoes? I'm kidding. Most of you aren't hoes. About 77% of you are men. I know. It's called analytics, bitch. I've seen that shit. Of course I did. I'm trying to do some serious marketing onto all of you. But right at the moment, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just sharing information with you in a way that's friendly, relatable, and warm. So, and uh, personable. So, as a friend and a brand, I want to talk to you about Syrup Head Recordings. This is a label that I'm sure you've heard of. They're an institution. They've got a wide, wide array of brutal and extreme music, uh, ranging from hardcore punk all the way to harsh noise and a whole lot of various forms of gore in between. And next Friday, he has three new cassettes coming out. He has a bunch of things coming down the pipeline. Line. I'm not sure what he's going to drop next. There's a few different uh, things that are queued up. There's the False Gods cassette, which is sludge, doom with hardcore influence. Swarm, which I've mentioned before, completely batshit crazy Japanese band. Uh, 16, that's a wild mince gore band. Uh, Maggot Vomit Afterbirth, which uh, Tyler's nodding his head. He says that's good stuff. I assume it sounds like what you would think it would. And the Hit and Run Drivers, which is a hilarious band name. Mince Gore. Um, if that's not your bag, plenty of other stuff there. So go check out syruphead.storeenvy.com and syrup underscore head underscore recordings on Instagram. Uh, nice to talk to all of you. Bye. Yo, three up the home girl. <laughs> so I think the the most I think the if there's one guy other than uh, I guess set himself who wouldn't we wouldn't be doing this episode if he didn't exist i mean crowley was a big influence too we'll get to that as far as like rock music goes but anton lavey is the guy here because what he did that's the man that's the man because what he did was he brought satanism and this whole left-hand occult tradition he synthesized a form of it in a belief system that was accessible and easy to understand, and he brought it into the pop culture view. Yeah, this motherfucker was a P.T. Barnum guy, basically. He worked as like an organ player in San Francisco, claimed he had an affair with Marilyn Monroe. That's probably made up. Um, and he was like a local celebrity because he owned like pet leopards and tigers. He had big cats in the middle of San Francisco. Yeah, local freak. Local uh, freak. Guy with a lot of enough money to have giant, you know, wild animal yeah. cats. A, a, but a freak you couldn't could re- do that nowadays. Yeah, 
But if he was a freak you could wrap your head around. His his shit was not dense in the way these well, other people were. Yeah. Right. People th- like people probably thought he was like Willy Wonka. I mean, he kind of fucking was. Yeah, like he know? he was a carnival barker. Like he knew how to put on a show. Oh, there's that crazy man again going by with his huge animals. His actual belief system is basically like uh, Ayn Rand libertarianism, but with a bunch of uh, like you know Dracula cloaks on. Mm-hmm. He said he wanted to ritualize Randianism. Um, and that's, of course, it's going to go over big in America. That's what everybody believes here anyway, which is why, uh, the Iranians are right when they say that we are the great Satan. Um, but he, he founded the church of Satan on the 30th of April, 1966. That's Walpurgis which is an old, witch's pagan, uh, holiday. Um, that was year one and he, you know, was really good at getting in the media and got a big reputation for himself from there, which in his view, and I, I think this is why I think he's not wrong. You know, that was a form of black magic in in and of itself was getting the kind of reputation that he got. He put out an LP of the satanic black mass, which again, it's a spectacle. It's just an inversion of a Catholic mass. So it's something anybody can kind of get. Interestingly, he didn't like rock music. He listened to like old swing and sh- I don't know what the fuck he listened to. He said repeatedly, I don't like rock music. I don't like heavy metal. Like, I don't listen to that. Um, Interesting. He's a bitch. Yeah. He's a pussy bitch. And he, he, I could see that. Like, he probably, like, you know, like some classical. Well, he, was, he was older at the time. So. Little yeah. ragtime. I mean, I, I. No, so I make kind of, actually kind of makes total sense. I'm ripping on his beliefs a little bit, but I, I can't help liking the guy. He's a good showman. And he, uh, crucially started to cross over with sort of the pop culture world here. He was invi- an advisor for the movie Rosemary's Baby. Um, and, uh, he talked a lot about the importance of music in magic. Um, he was referenced less by rock musicians than Crowley was, I think, mm-hmm. because the musicians who got into that were a lot of uh, British guys, so maybe they were more into that. And also, Mr. Crowley, you know, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. The most cla- there's no Mr. Levey, you know. No, just, maybe there is somewhere. It's probably some nerd yeah. from the '90s, but that's never been heard. But do you, you know, do you know any uh, any other Crowley songs, Tim? No. No? Okay. No. So we got, we, there's, there is literally well, at I mean, least up, one. Upside Down Cross has that record with him on the cover. Oh, yeah. I mean, so right. did the Beatles. He was on the cover of Sgt. Pepper. Oh, yeah. So And and, and I don't know about explicit references, but, uh, again, LaVey, I think, brought Satanism into pop culture in a big way. You could buy the Satanic Bible at bookstores everywhere. But, I mean, Jimmy Page and Mick Jagger were explicitly saying, like, we like Aleister Crowley. We admire him. There's uh, lyrics of theirs that reference uh, Crowley's writing. There's a theory that I I haven't delved into that much yet because you have to use this secret search engine Tim told me about to learn about it about the Altamont killing. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I can't remember the name of the search engine. It's a, it's but... a ritual sacrifice supposedly that one with which I think is probably more believable than the Travis Scott thing because Jagger was uh there is there is video of it too like on YouTube where yeah. it shows them um they're getting they're taking like a helicopter out of the uh, venue yeah and just like how they were acting they were like you know like about to board the helicopter but they're like yelling at like the hell's angels who like stabbed the guy or whatever and it just seemed yeah. very like very, it seemed like it was like very phony kind of like you know, I, I, right, right. Not planned. But. I mean, they were certainly into weird shit at that point. Yeah. I mean, they, they, the, the song "Sympathy for the Devil," obviously, again, big appearance of Satanism in pop culture. Um, 
they talked about Crowley in interviews. There's um, what the fuck was I going to say? Y- yeah. Oh, Lucifer Rising. That was like some kind of satanic movie. I was. Oh yeah. Kenneth That's Anger. Kenneth Anger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Page and Mick Jagger were both involved in making the score for that. Led Zeppelin obviously dealt with the occult a lot. Yeah, hmm. Black Sabbath comes out around the same time. Yep. I think the first explicitly satanic band was again in the late sixties. Coven. Oh, that yeah, record yeah. in the sixties, which is a great record, very controversial at the time because they're reading like uh satanic ritual texts, et cetera. So mm-hmm. it, again, I think akin to what I would say about the Middle Ages, it's funny that I mean the eighties there's satanic shit we'll get to too, but I think if there was ever a period of time where something was truly in the air it was probably the period of time when uh charles manson who we can't even start to get into yeah was hanging out with dennis wilson all the time that's probably it's, when shit was the fuckiest i would say United it's States. a it's a wild synthesis of a lot of things that there is a counterculture like revolution almost happening i would say happening in the 60s that lends itself to people being open to ideas like Satanism. And other or, alternative spiritualities. You know, yeah, Eastern exactly. spirituality took off around the same time. And then you have way. and then you have like stuff like L S D being, you know, made available. Opening up that black flame, making it, yeah, making literally. it go bigger. Like, yeah. Yeah. I remember I took L S D. I I did a couple hits of acid and I was just sitting in my room being like writing and like I am a god like you know, some well, weird shit <laughs> like that. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like... That's the thing with LSD. Depending on how you direct your trip, it can take you down either of the two paths we discussed. You can either get that feeling of, I am one with the universe, or you can go to uh, that you are you are the true God and fuck everybody else. I think you want a little yeah, bit I'm a of little, I'm a little yeah. column A, a little column B. That's where you, you want to be. That's where you want to be. Um, L. Ron Hubbard was the true God. <laughs> His real name... Was L. Ron Hoyabembe. <laughs> is that from a movie or something? What is that? That's Eric, Eric Andre. Show. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. The black Scientologist. So th- just briefly to mention a guy that we're going to come back to later, I believe there was a guy who joined uh, LaVey's Church of Satan not long after it started who was a former, I think, naval intelligence officer named Former. Lieutenant Colonel Michael Aquino, um, whose main thing was literal psyops. His job was to make Vietnamese people think their ancestors were screaming at them. And he did that for a while. And then he came back and joined the Church of Satan. He ended up leaving in a, a few years after that, I think 75, because LeVay, again, being the with the worldview he had, he ended up saying, yeah, if you pay dues, you can join the Church of Satan, because if you can afford the dues, that means you're powerful enough and satanic enough to, to do it. Yeah, he was a, he was a hustler. You know, he was fucking one of those guys. And yeah, man, you got you know, can't 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 knock the grind. Yeah. You know, and around that same time, LeVay was also downplaying the idea of like real black magic, like fucking with the objective universe and making things levitate and whatever. He was like, we don't do that. That's you know, this is all. A metaphor, this is symbology, and Aquino was like... Probably because he couldn't do it. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he tried. I, he probably he must have tried. So, <laughs> oh, it's not important, guys. He's banging on his organ, uh, yeah. yelling at his pet Copibara or whatever. Um, <laughs> and a, a, oh, Aquino wasn't with that. He was like, no, I'm, I'm about that stuff. And, He's like, uh, I'll make it float. Yeah, yeah. So he... And he also didn't like the idea that anyone could join. He wanted there there to be stricter requirements. So he leaves 
he like speaks to the Prince of Darkness at some point during some ritual in 75 or 76, um, which is when he was told by whoever he was talking to that Set was, in fact, the supreme god of the left-hand path, the keeper of the Black Flame, and he founds the Temple of Set. Um, which is an organization that's still around and you have to like apply to join. Um, he wrote a book called Book of Coming Forth by Night. I think it's pretty much impossible to find copies. Uh, there were other, he had people like walk it, running around doing like rituals where they're praying to the gods from HP Lovecraft books, which is hilarious that he got people to do that. Um, weird guy started a, there was like orders within the Temple of Set. Um, one was called the Order of the Trapezoid, which Aquino established in 1982 by doing a working in the ritual chamber at Willsburg Castle in Germany, hmm. uh, where Himmler did his SS stuff. Okay. So that's that's something. Um, and yeah, so that gets us to 1982. And around this time, we're starting to see the punk thing has already happened. They didn't give a fuck about any of this Satan stuff, really. Yeah, no. um, we just went through prog rock. We went through punk rock which wasn't really thinking about this although i would argue it was very much something that wasn't supposed to happen so perhaps something satanic was happening there but in the early 80s you have metal bands that are really pushing the boundaries of being dark venom of course comes to mind immediately Mm -hmm. venom being a band that i can tell you from experience if you listen to welcome to hell every day for a while you will become more of a demon uh that is a fact that i've experienced um well wouldn't that be uh kind of like a semblance of uh, chaos magic in a sense Punk like committing would. committing yourself to listening to yeah because uh, that's a big thing with uh, chaos magic magic is um, I believe is like putting forth like efforts in like doing something like having some sort of activity or like ritual Ma- magic is is pretty simple if you talk to people who are actually into it it's literally just you are doing a specific thing to get a specific result and you're not deviating from it, and you're putting your whole will towards it. Chaos magic is a whole nother realm of, like, uh, syncretic magic that combines different traditions. I could see some of that in punk rock, actually, Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, But uh, around that same time, so you've got fucking Venom bringing the satanic thing to the fore that would later be a big influence on black metal. Slayer is fucking with this stuff. King Diamond is a big one people were afraid of. He mm-hmm. was actually, although LeVay didn't like metal, uh, Anton LeVay and King Diamond were like close friends. They wrote each other letters. There's poems that King Diamond wrote for him personally that I believe he took to his grave. And um, so, yeah, in the early 80s, this is not, um, you know, there weren't any events like Altamont where like you had this explicit union of like major pop stars, like, and, and, like, the occult, like you had in the 60s. I, King Diamond and Slayer are not on par with the Beatles and the Rolling Stones yeah. in terms of prominence. Yeah, I would say so. But the rumblings are happening, and the political background of this is the really the rise of neoliberalism and everything getting privatized, and uh, the unions losing all their power, and Jimmy Carter having to make the pitch of, like, hey, you got to use less gas, and people saying, fuck off, we're going to vote for Reagan, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can be racist or fight the commies or whatever. And in that ground, the ground of uh, public life being gutted and no one even noticing it was happening, we have the rise of this satanic panic, mm-hmm. 1.0, which yes. is where Tyler is going to sort of take the lead here. See, I know you've so, been interested in this for a while. I have been. I think it's very interesting. I think it's... Uh 
the way I look at it with uh, especially with recent events with QAnon and all that stuff, uh, it's kind of like history often. Um, what's the thing? History doesn't necessarily repeat itself, but, but it, it does rhymes. rhyme. It does rhyme. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, uh, I listened to a couple podcasts about this stuff. I've been looking up like interviews and stuff like that, and it fucking really is rhyming in with this shit. The McMartin Ping Pong Pizza Shop, dude. The uh, big slogan. So I listened to a podcast about the Martinsville preschool. Um, satanic incident. Is that different now, from McMartin? That is different from McMartin. Martin, there was, there's been several like satanic panic like uh, cases, like lawsuit, like not law, like um, cases. And Martinsville is in Canada, in uh, Saskatchewan, I believe. And okay. uh, that was in like the early 90s. And a big, they were talking about a slogan that they had was, uh, We believe the children. Yes, I've heard of in that. In that, like, children don't lie. Like, children are, they have no reason to lie. They're not lying. Everything that they say is to be expected, to be believed. But it, but it's a pizzeria? And that's, no, 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 no. That's, I was, this making, is a, this I was is, making a joke about Pizzagate. Oh. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Similar, I guess, I don't really know too much about Pizzagate and, like, the goings-on underneath Comet Ping Pong, supposedly. Have any of these people talked to a kid before, would be my question. Dude, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess <laughs> not, man. Go on. But... With QAnon, you had a uh, big hashtag was hashtag save the children. So we kind of see like a progression in that not, not only do we have to now like believe the children 30 years ago, now we have to save the children. Oh, again, We're, this, you know, expanding on like what we need, what needs to be done. Because prior, years prior, who gave a shit about kids? This goes way, you know? way back too. I mean, this is like blood libel saying that the Jews are ki- taking the kids and putting yeah. blood in the matzah and all that kind of shit. And. Even in some of the darker satanic practices, people who actually talk about human sacrifice, it's like I think you're supposed to kids are more powerful or something in Mm -hmm. some some people's view. I don't know. But but it starts off like a huge thing that like initiates a satanic panic is the book Michelle Remembers by Lawrence Pazder and Michelle Smith. That was in 1980. Okay. And got a synopsis for the book. Lawrence Pasner was a uh, child psycholo- a psychologist, I believe, um, in Canada, in uh, Quebec or the uh, the other Vancouver, I believe, British Columbia. Had a patient, and they were using like remembered memory. Like she was going through some stuff, and they were slowly like bringing forth these. Memories. I think it's recovered, repressed memories. And supposedly they brought up these memories of her in like the 50s going through like a year of being entrapped in this satanic ritual abuse. At the hands of whomst? Like a rich, a satanic cult. Uh, Now, important to important. This is very important. None of this stuff happened. The stuff with her, Michelle. Never happened. There's like corroborating evidence that people can be like, no, she was here. She was at school. She was doing this. Never happened. It was it was a fucking blatant lie that was uh, used and to peddle fucking books. And 
They, That's how they had to sell books back then. Well, I mean, that I mean, really is. It literally kind of is. You have to put some trash they, in it. This got like over, like spread all over like Christian like communities. They even went to the fucking Vatican apparently at one point. Probably had it on the Seven Hundred Club. Yeah, you know who knows. But that's a big thing, and it really starts. I think the thing that kind of really sets it off is the McMartin preschool. Um, this is alley. this is the one that I have heard of. Yeah, and I think I'm most cu- people curious, have heard of. I'm curious what you can tell me about it because I thought it might be real, but it sounds like it's absolutely not. like not real at all. I thought they had tunnels. No. Oh, because <laughs> it's interesting because a lot of them are like exactly this, are like very similar. And how it happens. Uh, the Martinsville one, I believe it happened. It's a preschool too. I believe it was a preschool too. Um, a child. It, it all involves the parents. Um, and I will lead to my my theory about like why I think this kind of happened. There's there's I think there's a lot of reasons, but I think you just now talking about like the 80s, like neoliberalism. You have a lot of changes in in the economy. You have like a two-income household now. Yeah, like parents are just not there as much. Yeah, that's you know, a good point. Going yeah, to the rise of childcare right, as a fucking industry. Childcare. Yeah. That's where the they they would probably point to. You know, like oh, we're so busy that you know we didn't have time and didn't see that our you know children like were being fucked taken by the advantage. devil. Yeah. yeah, you know, like these satanic cults. So this is from I am reading from the Wikipedia page right now. In 1983, Judy Johnson, mother of one of the Manhattan Beach, California preschool's young students, reported to the police that her son had been sodomized by her estranged husband and McMartin teacher Ray Bucky. Ray Bucky was a grandson of school founder Virginia McMartin and son of administrator Peggy McMartin Bucky. Johnson's belief that her son had been abused began when her son had painful bowel movements. What happened next is still disputed. Some sources say at the time Johnson's son defied denied her suggestions that his preschool teachers had molested him, whereas others said he confirmed the abuse. I believe they uh, mentioned this on last podcast. They did a, an episode on this, and it was pretty much the way they described this mother was someone who was very, like, into her chil- children's business and, like, was yeah. seeing stuff that just wasn't there. So, she, you know, she sees that, like, her, her son's, you know, bosom, or not bosom, uh, you know, bottom is a little more red, and she immediately is thinking the worst. So, they she reaches out to the police, and uh, let's see here. In addition, Johnson also made several more accusations, including that people at daycare had sexual encounters with animals that, quote, Peggy drilled a child under the arms, end quote, end quote, Ray flew in the air. Ray Bucky was questioned, but was not prosecuted due to a lack of evidence. Police sent a form letter to about 200 parents of the students at the McMartin School saying that the children might have been abused and asking the parents to question their children. So, basically a big thing. This doesn't, I don't think they go to court. Like, there's no, like, actual, as we mentioned, like, she goes to the police. Police are just like, well, they don't question anything, but they ask their children. They ask their parents to talk to the children. And a big thing with uh, the Martinsville one, the McMartin one, I believe other ones, is that, like, you have adults talking to children and, like, asking them. like have Rather than having child psychologists in concert with the police yeah. talking to them. And 
with the Martinsville one, uh, it revealed a lot of really terrible, terrible, like, questioning. This is questionings from, like, police officers, too. Like, leading questions, encouraging, like, children to, like, positive feedback when they, like, said something that you wanted to hear. Like, there's a whole thing about, like, the the people even questioning the children like where are they what is their stance on it involved right i mean are they are they actually like a neutral party in this or are they more so looking to try and get someone you know involved in this so i'm gonna ask for a spoiler sure because it's it's this is something that i'm unclear on this was there abuse happening and it was not satanic or was there not even any abuse there was no abuse as far as i know there was with the McMartin one, it is yeah. like the longest. At the time, it was like the longest court case, and the most expensive court case, like court trial, like ever in like U.S. history, and it led to no convictions. So no one was convict. No one was convicted. Um, all charges were dropped uh, in ni- by 1990, but it went from like 84 to 90. I guess well, it started in 83 with um, Judy Johnson. Uh, saying that her child had been abused by, you know, the McMartin preschool teacher. That is, I am, I don't know, skeptical is the word. word. What I'm wondering is if this, because this would actually be uh, kind of congruent with some of the developments we've seen with QAnon, if there was in fact abuse, but the convictions got dropped because it got totally shit-coded by this stupidity about Satanism. That's possible. I will say that's possible. I think that absolutely throws it into another, like, it's another layer that is insane. So, like, if you have if you have a school that is a bunch of kids being abused, that's one thing. And then it's like, oh, not only are they being abused, but they're the people doing it are Satanists in a cult. Yeah, I mean. Because the kids did, I I I, underst- I read a little bit about it. And I, the, the, some of the leading questions were ridiculous. Like, yeah. literally, like if a kid doesn't say that the guy was levitating, who the, did, like who did this to you? Not did, even saying that did someone the devil do man do it. Yeah, did the so which devil man or like was it in there, the picture? There was one I re- read about where the the cop was the the kid was like saying that this thing didn't happen and the cop was like oh you must be dumb or something yes. so yeah, yeah. Or it's 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 okay it's i'm sure it was traumatizing son so, uh, like I, that kind I of i read thing. that but these, this is from this is what judy the parent who first reported the incident had told the police or the deputy district attorney um in an interview after talking with her child this is february 15th to 16th 1984 this is like her son Billy, I believe, um, recollection of events. Billy describes having communion in a church. A prayer similar in sound to the Lord's Prayer was recited. A goat climbed up higher, higher, higher. Then a bad man threw it down the stairs. It woke up later. Ray poked Peggy at the altar. Lots of candles. They were black. Ray picked up his right pointer finger, or pricked his right pointer finger. It bled. Ray put it in his goat in the goat's anus. Nobody had clothes on under the robes. Billy had a robe on too. They put a band-aid on his finger. Old grandma played the piano. Lots of threats made against Billy and his family. It is unclear whether it was a real doll a doll or real baby. Billy says real baby, but the head was chopped off and the brains were burned. 
Billy said Peggy killed the baby. Peggy had scissors in the church and she cut Billy's hair. Billy had to drink the baby's blood. Ray wanted Billy spit. He put it on the altar. The baby was big like Billy and it screamed. When Billy's bottom was bleeding, Ray put a tampax in his bottom to stop the bleeding. Then he took it out. The red circle people in the ad, referring to a newspaper ad for a local health club, are all familiar to Billy. The three women are witches. The man poked them. Peggy, Babs, and Betty, the preschool owner and two teachers, dress up as witches too. The person who buried Billy is Miss Betty. There were no holes in the coffin. Babs went with him on a train with another girl where he was hurt by men in suits. Ray waved goodbye. The train moved fast and it had lights. Ray took him back to school. Possibly, location of organization, Big Brothers. Peggy gave Billy an enema before he was taken away from the McMartin school. Staples were put in Billy's ears, nipples, and tongue. Babs had scissors in his eyes. She hit him a lot. She chopped up animals and said she would come in the night and take, a, take away. She pushed his stomach and threw him against the wall. He had extreme fear regarding Babs. Also, something awful would come out in the window. Raid made small babies cry. Billy was hurt by a lion. An elephant paid with the lion, squirted H2O. Then the lion didn't move. Billy was on his back. Ray let him pull the lion's tail. The lion roared but didn't move. Betty was there and other people. One lady took pictures. So she so, said that her son said this? Yes. In- insane. That's a like, lot of detail. There is... There is so much insane shit that they that is going on in the that they say happened in the McMartin thing. Yeah, they I mean, talk they got about an elephant in there. There's an elephant. There's lions. They, at one point, I believe kids were talking about how Ray flies and stuff like that, and like they made to drink blood with the Martinsville one. Kids are saying that they were like, you know, raped with like axe handles, and like people were like killed in front of them and stuff like that, and butchered, and. There's an FBI agent named Ken Lanning who uh, was investigating, like, child molestation and stuff like that um, in, like, the 80s and, like, early 90s. And he wrote a report in the 90s. And he was talking about how people were just, like, hitting him up constantly, like, trying to get more information, figure out what's going on. And he's just like, how are there, like, so many victims... But on top of that, yeah, there's so like many no perpetrators <laughs> and like supposedly so many fucking bodies because like how much fucking blood and people are these people killing supposedly. But there's no evidence and there's no corroborating evidence of any of this. So and he the way he put it because he's on this one podcast I listen to, he put it as like. He doesn't believe that none of this happened. But as far as he's concerned, there's no evidence that it happened. I'm I'm inclined to say the same thing. Like I, uh, I I appreciate the effect of leading questions and hysterical parents, et cetera, et cetera. But the fact that there were multi, the amount of kids saying this amount of stuff makes me think something was happening. And I know no, I don't think something was happening. I think what it. If anything was happening, it was probably, like, someone's parents. Like, parents are, like, family members, like, doing something to their children. Like, a lot of a lot of times, like, sexual abuse, like, comes from, like, someone closer to you. you yeah, know? that's true. Like a family member or something like that. The idea that there are, like, thousands upon thousands of, like, or like yeah, like, I've d- satanic like cult, cult members. members. Yeah, and they're like... all, like, a big thing with the Martinsville one, the one in Canada, is that, like, 
there's no evidence. And it's like, exactly. The police are involved, and they're the ones that are able to get rid of evidence. Which is like, well, how do you fucking even... Right, like, like they, they bought the town's police <laughs> How do you off, fucking, yeah. like, contest that? Like, how do you... Well, that's the issue. You couldn't prove it in a court Couldn't law, prove it. No. Um, and with with this is I, a, a big thing that I've noticed. Is it really is just, like, mass hysteria. It's a lot of people not able to, like, understand what's going on. And I think it... In my mind, it is a, like, a hard course correction for some of these people to figure out like to get their their minds right to figure out exactly what's going on in society you know it's they're not able to like accept that the children are wrong or someone else is hurting the children that is like used to like that is close to them right the idea that there it's a big boogeyman devil people that are in the dark in the, the shadows. Cloaked dagger people. Yeah, wearing red robes, burning candles and drinking blood. Like how how many like where there right, is like, so where is this hell happening? I looked into this a little bit. There was there was a report that said there were tunnels, but then they another archaeologist said it wasn't tunnels, it was just something else that was weird with the ground. I don't know what that means. I believe there were animal remains. Which is strange, but see with the with the Martinsville one, there was talking about McMartin specifically. McMartin, yeah, that who knows what the hell that could be though. I think they did like I don't really know too too much about the McMartin one, but I can guarantee you this that they didn't do like their due diligence in like fucking like trying to gather the evidence because they didn't need to. Their evidence was these kids are saying it, and we believe them. Yeah. Well, ultimately, they apparently they would have needed to because the guys the yeah. charges were dropped. Well, that's why it um, took fucking six years yeah. to fucking get through. Do you it. know about? There's other things from the '80s along these lines that would have contributed to people thinking this too. I don't know. You said you watched them. There was. I mean, there was. There were like people that like oh, killed an, other people. Another thing I would say, um, the Night Stalker. Night, Night Stalker. Stalker. He was like a satan. This right, was like. Was. I mean, think. That was 80s and 80s was like serial killer fucking. Yeah. And then like in the prime eight, time. in the 80s, it definitely took on a satanic character in some cases. There was Night Stalker. There was Ricky Casso. Ricky Casso. Yep. Uh, oh, were, yeah. Yep. There are other yeah. ones I had never even heard of where it is. I'm not going to say it's the devil or whatever, but it's fucking weird. Like when it when uh, it, the it, West Memphis three that was in the late 80s, I believe that was them. I, I don't know much about them. I know a lot of people think they got a bad rap. There was a kid who was like 14 and killed his mother and wrote a letter saying it was a satanic sacrifice. So yeah. maybe this is a little bit of a feedback loop. If people are freaking out about this, that's the thing about a mass hysteria. It's the same thing with uh, Havana syndrome. If anyone's been yeah. following that, like Havana syndrome is real. Like these people are sick with Havana syndrome. It's not, it's real, not a real thing, but it, but they have it, but they, yeah, exactly. And, and, and like, as soon as this is in the air, I mean, that is kind of black magic in a way. This came out of nowhere and uh, was conjured into reality, you know. How much, how much of this stuff is like, like, ooh, I heard about this, and then it just goes away in your head, and it's like, well, it could be, yeah. What if maybe it's this? I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Right after we finish this, I'm going to try to prove that the McMartin thing was real, but I can't do that right no, now. No, I don't. Um, I think people would have. I think it would have be the, with the amount of evidence that these kids are saying, and they interview a ton of fucking kids. 
there would they would have some shred of evidence. And you know with, what? Well, that's another thing. The thing a, with the Martinsville one, the Canadian one, is that like it's essentially like they're just like we're we're just like kids are just like yeah that person did it that person did. did it. Would the kids' stories match up? I'm not sh- I, that I'm not sure. I think to a degree, I, um, it was. I, but I I think a lot of it was like the is like people who are questioning these children like giving these weird these crazy leading questions i looked into right. this years ago in part because some of the recordings of the ch- children speaking and shit is on um buyer's market he uses oh, some really? audio from this um there are things that match up but then there's things that aren't which is feeding my suspicion that something fucked up happened but not all this which again and this is the same shit i say about QAnon. i think because i'm more paranoid than these <laughs> fucking parents are i think this is like a some kind of intelligence operation shit coding thing because because now if you talk about this it's crazy anything along these lines it's crazy conspiracy talk and like it is but like that can be used to like again this is just like my inclination of what i think i mean that's certainly what happened with QAnon because then you couldn't talk about any sex trafficking epstein any of that shit people thought you were crazy so i think if if there was a satanic ritual going on uh, probably the CIA was involved, and they they probably got these people to give false t- these kids to give false testimony, so you wouldn't find. I don't out even about think it. they would need to get kids to give false testimonies, though. Why would the FBI need to do that? I think they could make. I think. I think by like, with with the with the Martinsville one in Canada, like the F, there wasn't F, there's no FBI involved. Yeah, it's the Can- Canadian, of course. Yeah, and. Really, it's just like a matter of fact. It's like the, you have people that are looking for something that like they know what they want, and like that's true. There that's was true. there was someone I forgot his name. There's this like preacher comedian guy in like the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me about um, Sam Kennison. Not right? Sam. I wish. Uh, gee, oh, jeez. Um, let me look up his name. What's his fucking name? Do we uh, have you guys? Do you know anything about the Finders case? That was a big one in the eighties as well. What was, no. what was that? That was like a commune. I'm not an expert on it. I should have done more research on it. It was in like 87. It was like a commune slash cult, like a creepy thing like that. Uh-huh. And there were, uh, I swear some of the guys like had kids in a van and like it looked really bad and they raided the headquarters and the FBI found papers about like getting kids into the cult and it was like really sketchy and looked really bad. But it the whole thing got discredited because it turned into stuff about them having goat's blood on their robes and all this creepy Satan stuff. Mm-hmm. And then that wasn't the case. They were guys who wore suits. And there's an allegation that, that the FBI or the CIA or both, I think the CIA in this case, um, sh- like shut down the investigation and there was a cover-up. Hmm. And it's telling that this is the one we don't know anything about and you guys haven't heard of because it sound, when I read about it briefly, it sounded, again... Much more so than the McMartin one. The McMartin one, I, I am basically just totally speculating. This thing I read about, this Finders case, and I was like, this is totally something. But the case got dropped, and I can understand. seven though. I mean, that's like. That's a little later. That's like kind of like height of this. We're, we're yeah. approaching a peak here, you know. Because, like, so the dude's name is Mike Warnicky. He wrote books. He had like albums too, where he talked about it. Talked about being like a high priest in the satanic cult, like leading his members, his congregate to murder and you know satanic orgies and all this stuff. And he would uh, uh, speak with police units 
and like investigation like and all that so these these people are not only involved like with the michelle remembers book in 1980 they're going to fucking christian like churches they're going to the fucking vatican go without saying that those people are all psychos yeah and then you have this mike warnicky guy like talking to law enforcement communities about this stuff like oh satanic cults are like evil are dangerous you got to be careful for them you also have various uh infomer not infomercials but like there's videos and stuff like that about it there's one really funny one from like 94 about watching out for like satanic cults and like the signs of it and stuff like that so i i think let me go to a clip here hey folks tyler hammer here wanted to talk to you about one of our sponsors, Shirley Road Records. Established in 2017, they range in a variety of sounds from hardcore punk, power violence, to more esoteric sounds like industrial, harsh noise, gore noise even. There's something there that'll tickle your fancy. And if you go to ShirleyRoadRecords.com, you can check out what they have in stock. Not only do they carry stuff from what they release, they carry stuff from labels like To Live a Lie Records, Vehicular Homicide Productions, No Time Records, and Faith and Failure Productions. Hey, that's my label. Go to ShirleyRoadRecords.com and use promo code KOPPOD10 to get 10% off your order. That's COPPOD10 to get 10% off your order. You can also listen to the music that... uh, Shirley Road Records has put out at shirleyroadrecords.bandcamp.com. So check it out. Pick up something you've heard of, something you like. Pick up something you never heard before. You know, treat yourself today. Get a little surprise in. You'll thank me. All right. Peace, guys. I, I, yeah, yeah. The finders thing I want to go over real quick. You have it? Because I have it on Wikipedia. Okay, yeah. And I think this is a classic example of a few different things. Okay. So it, it was, uh, a cult, uh, based around the philosopher Lao Tzu. Um, they believed in complete passivity when faced with assertive official authority. There, two of them were arrested in Tallahassee, Florida with misdemeanor child abuse of the six children accompanying men. Two men having responded with silence when, in a public park, the police inquired as to their identity and their relationship with the children. They were both described as well-dressed men in suits. They used a van to transport six scruffy, hungry children of varying ages. The age range of the children was between 2 and 11. The men were released six weeks later with the state of Florida dropping all charges against them. Federal authorities included there was no evidence of criminal activity. The authorities contacted the mothers of the children who came to Tallahassee and retrieved them. Um, despite this resolution, the issue was brought to wider attention as Skip Clements, a resident of Stewart, Florida, with no direct knowledge of the finders or its members, citation needed, alleged without evidence that the CIA had compelled the U.S. Customs Service to s- cease the investigation, supposedly because the commune was used as a front to train agents. Um, his unsubstantiated allegations drew the interest of two United States Congress members in investigation by the Departments of Justice. Um, there was, uh, okay. so this sounds like a similar thing cause there was, uh, a report issued 
by again and this is what's sketchy someone who supposedly had no direct knowledge but it says citation needed so i don't know because you know sometimes when they debunk these things the debunking needs the debunking yeah um stated without evidence that the dc police department investigation and the finder has been dropped by dropped as a cia eternal matter um despite absence of any evidence of verification by the washington dc police department the belief that this report indicated a larger conspiracy of child abuse being popular in some quarters and people um with Vice Magazine, which is th- is the feds, assessing in 2019 that the finders became a sort of patient zero for the larger network's belief in government-linked child abuse such as Pizzagate or Jeffrey Epstein's so-called suicide. It also says the FBI released hundreds of documents related to this, which I'll have to look into later. To me, this sounds a lot... For, uh, for one thing, this involves the government, which the McMartin case doesn't. Yeah. And for another thing, you know, I'm not jumping on board with the satanic panic they got blood on them thing again we'll when we summarize later we'll get into sort of what we think about that but i will say i don't know why the fuck these guys had a bunch of scruffy kids with them in a park that's fucking weird and i don't know why the charges got dropped and they are in a that's cult. also weird they are in a cult because it's not like it's not like oh they went to trial and it went on for six years and then it got dropped like that's like no it just got dropped it got dropped and then some random guy like independently said a bunch of shit about it later which is really weird yeah so so I, this I, I think overall with the satanic panic stuff yeah really what it, it is is that like the world is kind of changing uh with the with the onset of the 80s yeah with technology growing with you know like, like i said two income households with people's responsibilities and things changing uh, the world itself becoming more connected in a way, mm-hmm. in a global sense too, um, with you know, you know, credit and capitalism changing and evolving. I think it's kind of just like they needed the idea that the I guess another rise of conservatism, yeah, to a degree. Well, as yeah, well. they they were stoking the flames of that conservative culture war to yeah. sort of get all this stuff over on people. What's better? What's better to have a big enemy like than the devil? Now uh, the Soviet Union, I guess. Yeah, but they already were juicing. But they that were also they, they were they've been there for a minute. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They needed another enemy. They did. That, they did kind of bring that back in the eighties, though, because remember we were doing the peaceful coexistence thing that Khrushchev wanted for a long mm-hmm. time and. Reagan kind of turned up the heat on the Cold War again, which was another thing people were paranoid and afraid about. Yeah. So there's a lot of paranoia in the air. And I do think that sort of mass hysterical mindset is conducive to people thinking this stuff, obviously. But it's also it is uh, if you are a magician who is who is inclined to work in the realm of manipulating people's minds. That is fertile ground for you, as the '60s would have been. So, we're, but I think those, them. I think those people, those magicians, could have been the Christian preachers. I agree. Trying I agree. to uh, convince you that the hidden message, if you play the record backwards, it says Satan is my Lord. You know. Yeah, I, I, agree. I agree. I think there's there's a multitude of magicians on on both sides. Absolutely. What were you going to say, Tim? Sorry. I can't remember actually. <laughs> we'll probably get back because uh, you know that was, we got the Jews priest. Thing too that was around the yep. same time, around in the eighties. And, and I gotta say, it's fucking weird. Like, there's a scene in that documentary about it, uh, Dream Deceivers, where they play it backwards, and the guys in Judas Priest hear the, what they're talking about, and like they're kind of freaked out because they're like, "That's weird." But yeah, why they were, were like, were "We didn't." Guys they're like, listening? We didn't were those do guys that. listening to the song backwards? Though, I guess no. They no, weren't. they were the doing it. They is... were playing it in court, and they could hear it. No, I, I meant like the, the kids, guys who yeah. killed themselves. Oh, like, no, I think they did listen to it backwards. Oh, well, 
I would say this is my thing. Another I don't thing think too. Did, a, I, a lot of probably undiagnosed mental illnesses for going on here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> that's something to always remember with this shit. Oh, actually, is that like you know what? You're right. They probably didn't listen to it. No, they didn't. They, they were, were probably just trying to grab at straws, being like, "Oh, play it backwards." Well, if you play it like backwards, it's a subliminal the, hidden message. I will say another creepy thing is the kid who's because it was the one kid killed himself and then shot, and the then other the other kid. kid lived, but his face it's was like horribly. Yeah. yeah, and he, when you hear him talk about listening to Judas Priest, it is like listening to a cult member. He's yeah. talking about how the words are speaking directly to him and telling him to do things, and they were obsessed with that "Better by You, Better Than Me" song in particular. Which, to me, if you if you told me that like now in twenty twenty one, it's like, oh, you there's something wrong with you. Yeah, you you need to like see a, like, right. Well, back yeah. then that wasn't you the know back then it was just like, ah, like oh man, he's yeah, You're wow, a weird guy. It's a weird kid. Also, I do th- I was thinking how it's funny that it's just like these are the most evil people in the world. And it's like quiet Rob, riot. Rob Halford. Like, oh wow! I like the rock. It's Rob like Halford lifting weights. Mick yeah, Jagger. on a motorcycle. Like, I mean, Mick Jagger I'm makes a little more sense. Way. Like ACDC is like, duh! like the band, the most boring band. Like especially in the, the late eighties, like the most boring band ever. I will say this, and I'll come back to this after we do the clip and everything. Um, I stand by what I said with uh, rock music and especially with heavy metal. There is in a, and this is a theme with all this stuff. Do I think this stuff is all literally true? No, but do I think there's an esoteric truth to it? Yes, I do think heavy metal, there is a self-deification happening there that is satanic or luciferian in a broader sense. You think they were like maybe uh, using this like, Thing that they were seeing in the modern bigger culture and like using it to like drive themselves and their oh, image that, and stuff like that well, i think that's probably true too but just real real quick my my point was a broader one about like sort of the esoteric like what satanism and this shit is really about uh, I think you could look at the Wash song, I Want to Be Somebody. Uh-huh. You know, you don't want to be just a regular guy in the cosmos. You want to be special. You want to be a living God. Mm-hmm. And I think that heavy metal has a lot of that happening. And in again, in a broader metaphorical or esoteric sense, that is very satanic. So I think a lot of these people who are freaking out, like these church ladies, any I think any real heavy metal fan will low-key tell you that the church ladies were right. They just got the specifics oh, wrong. I mean, actually, yeah. Don't forget, that's another thing. Remember the uh, the PRMC? What is it? P- PMRC. PMRC. Yeah, the PMRC. the trials for that where they were. Sir, I mean, I know a couple songs got. Um, they labeled a couple for uh, sat- satanic uh, lyrics. Well, yeah, because the PMRC was an unholy alliance between like liberal feminists and fucking evangelical Christians. See, that's that's the yeah. crazy shit. Like yeah, they actually yeah. managed to get when see that's a little like, bit satanic. closer, you know, back then. That's yes, satanic yes. in nature. The fact they even got those two different yeah, kinds yeah, of people yeah. to fucking come together and try to shut down D. Snyder and Frank Zappa. Which yeah. fuck? I would shut. I, I mean, you know, shut I'd down, shut down D. Schneider, yeah, yeah. but on, not not Frankie. I'd give him a break. We're not gonna take it. I mean, no! that's kind of you know, song. yeah, you know, re- rebellious. No, that is actually yeah. I, 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 that's what I'm saying about like even though a lot of the specific, and I would say something similar, but maybe to a lesser extent, but maybe not about Q shit is like they're wildly incorrect about a lot of the specific things they believe, 
the solutions they propose are stupid, but there are both like literal objective realities like neoliberalism and all the shit we talked about that these people are responding to. And I also think on an esoteric level, like they are have always been right that rock and roll is the devil's music all the way back to Robert Johnson. And I think heavy metal with the, you know, sort of ritualized performance of it and the ritual garb you wear to perform it and this fixation on making yourself superhuman in contrast to like, you know, being in the fucking replacements and wearing flannel and whatever. It, there is something satanic there that they're responding to. It is it is of the subjective and not of the objective. Yes, it, it, it goes is. against their their moral fibers and what they're I, I guess You're it's like a culture war grain, thing. Yeah. It boils down to it's a culture thing. It's like yeah. they're they're part of a, uh, a team that I am not I do not want to be a part of and you know it's not only that but they are like actually evil now too. Yeah. You know, which they kind of were. Uh, you know, yeah. not necessarily yeah. good people. So well, I can I can elaborate on that a little more later. What was the clip you were going to play? You got this Her- is, this so I was watching some uh, Geraldo uh, special on this, and I thought this clip was very funny because this whole thing is very funny. It's called Devil Worship, exposing Satan's underground. Ozzy's in it, and he's just like it's Ger- Geraldo in this is like. The, the the editing in this is like the pacing of it is ridiculous. It's just like Ozzy Osbourne, why are you you know why are you uh, why are you a satanic drug addict for all these people dying and being satanic murders yeah. and all? It's, oh, it's just I don't think I'm responsible. I'm just playing music and it's like all right, well get, we got to get back to you. Here's this kid who killed his mom and dad. Like <laughs> it's. Like, literally that quick. Very sensational. I watched some of it earlier. I will say, and this isn't, again, I'm not trying to... Geraldo's a bitch. He's a huge bitch, and then his nose got broken by those Nazis, and (laughs) it was really funny. But, again, I'm not trying to feed into church ladyship, but I I will just say, uh, more fucking, like, teenagers killing people than I remembered with this stuff. There's A little bit more, There's a nice amount of those. Dude, Uh, that always happens. Teenagers love killing their parents. That's true. Yeah. Um, This is a funny clip, because it features a bit of, like... Listen to these evil teens, and they sound so stupid. Um, let me. Uh, what are they like? Yeah, I like King. I like Merciful Fate. No, well, you'll you'll see. I'm friends with Pazuzu. Pretty funny already. Yeah. Being into heavy metal doesn't necessarily mean your kids also into Satanism, and most of these fans are not. But there is an undeniable connection between obsession with the really hard stuff and the occult. Yeah, because it's nothing says occult like Motley Crue. The city is named Spike. The upside down cross is a symbol of Satan. Ozzy's rock and roll team. And most acid rock is involved with Saint Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the I mean, he did sound like a brainwashed cult member. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's either. why they got him on the show. Sounds like a fucking MK Ultra victim. You gotta see the tattoo of the upside down cross he had. It was like, there. it literally looks like, all right, let's, uh, you, over there, you wanna, we'll give you like $100 if you do this. We gotta draw this shitty fucking cross. Yeah, with a Sharpie. Uh, Ozzy is a tough one, man. Actually, uh, everything uh, Ozzy uh, is involved in was was Satanism. He's uh, an evil devil, man. <laughs> uh, my name is Spike. 
Yeah, I got sure a fake name. Is. Yeah, <laughs> like a, give him a satanic, like a like a spiked pitchfork. Yeah, call him Spike. Let me, uh, let me continue. There's a couple more people they they talk to. From Louisiana, Joe got himself into self mutilation in Satan's name. We cut our arms and let the blood drip into a cup and that sounds like someone we Jim know. From Colorado, <laughs> also practiced the gruesome ritual. Violence with blood. We like to see blood and. Why do they all talk like this? We don't love the blood. It is so funny. <laughs> it is, dude. It's like psycho Cutter. And like, like imagining being like, it's just like a parent and like hearing that and just and just parents going, "Oh my god." I mean, no, I will. I will. tattoo. Oh, I will say, like a lot of what we've kind of. The th- I think this is a theme here. It's like. Is this like what those church ladies thought it was? Not exactly. Uh, do I think it's indicative that something is like very wrong in the society where this is happening? Possibly something that yeah. is evil in a satanic sense. Uh, kind of. Yeah. I think, I think not, people like Geraldo right. yeah. and like the people that made the satanic cult videos for law enforcement groups knew know exactly what the fuck they're doing and are sensationalizing something that isn't real. And are doing it to instill a form of panic in order to make money. They're they're just doing it to make well, money because they're they're the really satanic ones. They're in yeah, my they're the actual. That's what that's what I'm getting like, at here. Yeah. All right, let's um that no that wasn't a baby. I was just drinking blood from. Yeah, that was an apple. Yeah. Uh, it was a it was a, a nice white apple, apple, big white apple. Um, with red juice. <laughs> so, I think I. Th- some of the stuff from the 80s, if if you look up, if we're watching Eclipse from stuff like that, is always very funny because, like I said, the Michelle Remembers book, at the very least, were like, that's totally, like, false. It's totally fabricated. The Mike Warnicky guy, everything that he says is total bullshit. Like, there's records of him being in, I believe, the Army when he says he's, like, a satanic cult member. None of it happened. There's no evidence. Like, as far as we know, there's no evidence these... of any of the fucking McMartin stuff in which, like, yeah. they supposedly had... You know, goats and fucking elephants and lions. But regard, and like, it, 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 maybe it is like a feedback loop because you still had these teenagers cutting themselves and, in some cases, killing people, and by their own accounts, were doing it as part of a satanic ritual. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe it, it's maybe that's why they fucking engineered this hysteria because I mean, they knew that these disaffected uh, teens would start actually doing it. They, uh, I probably would attribute a lot of it to. Um, like serial killing and like murder and death being pe- the world being a violent place and yeah. them being exposed to it more with like entertainment TVs becoming more popular and the, the Vietnam War I mean those is like the yeah. seven, early late sixties like, yeah, being like still, broadcasted yeah. but like that stuff has reverberating effects on like people and so so you're desensitized to violence kind of you're seeing then, yeah. more they're seeing more of it um, I still believe in the the lead paint theory that like. Or not lead paint theory, but the lead theory that, like, because there was lead in gasoline and people were inhaling, ga- like, fucking lead all the time. Yeah. And that diminishes your fucking IQ. That makes you more violent. Like, you're talking, is, like, like people who were around in, like, the 50s, 60s. 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Like, the children that grew up in that. Like, th- there's, a, there's a huge drop-off in, like, the 90s um, with serial killing. And a lot of it... I mean, there's a, there's all, multiple reasons. I think a huge reason that, like, it's, A, that we studied them enough to, like, figure out, like, who's a serial killer so we can, like, stop them. But um, also, what leads someone to being such a thing 
like I aka having some like diminished IQs and having like impulse control like being diminished because of fucking lead poisoning, you know, not being yeah. a thing anymore. Um and maybe and overall having less violent like a huge downtick in like violent crime too. In like the nineties. So you're interested in the occult art of alchemy. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But then it's interesting. We see a huge. We see a, uh, the rise of the mass shooter. Turn the lead into gold. Um, and I guess gold is mass shooting. And you know, could it be like that where it's like mass shooters inspire other mass shooters, and it's kind of like a feedback loop of that? I you know? think so. I think yeah. so. You know, especially yeah. with the information age of the internet, um, and us seeing even more. You know, fucking just being 13 years old going on to rotten.com and just seeing you know videos of cartel decapitations and like the the worst shit you could ever find Those are the see. worst ones. Those uh, are worse than the ISIS ones. Yeah, yo, ISIS ISIS beheading videos, you fucking suck compared to the fucking cartel ones. They're on par with the the like Russian neo-Nazi ones at best. So ultimately satanic panic are we seeing a new... I guess we are kind of in the throes of a new th- one right now. And I'd say yes, we are indeed within the throes of that second one. The Yeah, or maybe like the third one. I mean, maybe the fifth one. Who knows? Or, right, yeah, we yeah. don't want to go back yeah. to the Middle Ages. Yeah. Um, and I can't speak to that oh, as well. Don't like, forget about the, you know, 16, 1700s over here. Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, yes, yeah. That's true. Yeah. You know, um, with the Martinsville one, one person ended up getting convicted... Of a crime, which is interesting because the evidence, like, why would only one person get convicted? And that was like the Martins, or not the Martins, I forgot what their name is. Um, their their son, like, there was like a mother, a father, and a son, and he got like convicted. And like, uh, it's the idea that like, why would one person be convicted for a crime in which there's so much overwhelming, like supposedly overwhelming evidence that like indicates not only what the other members of the family, but like police officers? What were they convicted of? of something, my, something. It was it was only like a couple things. Was it child abuse though? It was. was it? I think it was related to that, or maybe like something related to that. The very. I least. mean, again, this could. I have. I would have to look into this case myself. This could be another case where, like, maybe. And this, again, with QAnon, I mean, we've heard people talk about how the people who actually investigate child abuse, they, it's harder for them to do their jobs now because they're getting so many calls about fake shit. Like, oh, yeah. This could be another case where maybe some of those other people were fucking guilty and they got off because the whole thing turned into a spectacle with all this bullshit. And if, if a pe- testimony is proven to be false, then the whole prosecution is like... Well, at the very loses least, I its know credibility. throughout the entire 80s, like dozens of people were convicted of stuff. Like, yeah. And like other cases. Mm-hmm. So like this had real world consequences. Like this wasn't just some like, ha ha ha, isn't that funny? Like, like as far as I know, like I don't really know anyone that's like, yeah, I lied. Like I told police officers that like, you know, what are the kids? Yeah. What do the kids say now? I don't fucking yeah, know. Yeah, that's, that's that'd be another story. thing. Where are these kids? Where are those In that kids podcast, at? there was a, a, a lady who related to, I think some a case in Texas was like, yeah, I, like, told cops this stuff, and then, like, I was like, going through therapy or something like that later and just, like, realizing that, like, oh, I was, like, totally missing, like, I was kind of, like, made to misinterpret, like, my thoughts, like, oh, this is actually what happened, this is actually what happened, wow, isn't this fucking weird, like, I was involved in this fucking weird fucking thing, like, separated, 
Um, I think she said she was like separated. Maybe it's someone else. Regardless, I don't think there's too much like evidence of like the kids who are involved like speaking up and being like I was part of something. Like I. Well, it sounds like they haven't spoken up either way, though. Like, yeah. they're I'm surprised they're having. But if it, if, if it they is, even remember, if it, yeah, it's true too. If it is all completely fake, you'd think more of them would be like, "I disavow what I said as a child." I'm, I'm not saying it's real either, but yeah. there's some. There are still, and again, I'm not trying to say it's fucking well, what these church ladies thought it was. There's weird things here that don't like, make sense. Something we can, we don't know. Like, th- they could still be in contact with those people, being like. Yeah, don't go back on what you said. Any, or, you either, know? Somebody could be, the church people could be, the fucking satanic devil people could be. Or they, uh, we like don't I know. Said, I probably what's more likely is that they're just like, they were kids and it was just like, maybe oh, don't, that was weird. Yeah, they don't even want the embarrassment huh. of like bringing it up again. Or maybe it got brainwashed out of them. It is true that you can yeah. brainwash people and make them do things and shit. That is very real. Yeah. Um, I think they, they end up questioning, like, I think a lot of the kids, like, multiple times. And, like, I don't know, man, like, if I was a fucking kid being interviewed, I I don't want to fucking be interviewed about anything. Yeah. Especially about something that maybe didn't happen and someone's, like, trying, like, to get an answer. Or if like, something that did happen that's extremely traumatic. Yeah. Let's let's get back to nowadays, though. With nowadays. The, like, so, I mean, look at what we got. We got the, you know, Pizzagate scandal. We got QAnon. We got people freaking out about the Lil Nas X music videos. Yeah. Which I th- with the Lil Nas X thing is funny because I think it's just him like I'm gonna like play into your. It's him being hand. good at marketing, and by yeah. him I mean probably people he's hired. Yeah, that's also true. Like people who were hired because that him. song is not very good. I don't think none he's of very them are. Good. That song's horrible. He's also like not even a rapper. He's like hardly a rapper. People, I keep hearing like, oh, you know, I saw some fucking tweet that was like. Uh, hip hop was founded on homophobia, but the, as the oh, first openly yeah. gay rape, rapper, it's like, all right, first off, dubious claim to come out of the fucking gay. Bold with. Claim. Like, I'm not saying those people weren't homophobic, but it was the fucking 80s, so was everybody else. Like, was it? They were yeah. like, yo, everybody, let's dance. Hip hop. Because we hate gay people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because really, it's like, I'm sure you could probably find a lot more rock songs from the 80s where they're like, Oh, Efsler, you know. I don't even think there's like a... Uh, I think it's just culture at large. You don't even have to look at rap. You just look at mainstream culture That's what I'm saying, fucking large. Right. How Bro- fucking stupid fucking assume that like rap was founded like one of the... It's the sixth pillar of hip-hop that everyone forgot. Homophobia. The si- like, yeah, it's the sixth element. <laughs> it's the sixth element. You got MCing, DJing, DJ- graffiti, breakdancing... Homophobia. Yeah, that's the that's the fifth run one. DMC and I'm here to stay. I hate boobs because they're gay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's remember that classic his, tune uh, from them. I hate boobs by Run DMC. Yeah, great. Then song. that riff from Rockbox comes in. <laughs> Yeah, that riff. I swear to God, I saw that too, and I thought that. And, was but then the follow-up is it's it's touting him as like the first gay rapper. I was like, why is he's not a rapper, man? Like, what the? He's fuck? hardly a rapper, and he's probably not the first gay. Rapper. And like, yeah, I and mean, like according to Black Balloons, that's not true. Well, at the all. first openly <laughs> gay rapper. Yeah, oh, okay. okay, okay. Which I mean, right. Drake came out years ago. But yeah, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, he came <laughs> out years ago with his first record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so. The I, the broader point I was gonna make that I and I kind of touched on earlier is that as you know I'm not trying to corroborate made up shit from this book or anything I would say broadly with Q and with this stuff back in the 80s 
I, as much as a lot of it might be fake, they are responding to real things again, including like specific objective things like the single parent or household, etc. And that's all very true. And 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 especially as with with neoliberalism, you sort of have people people aren't political actors anymore because labor doesn't have any power, and mm-hmm. people need ways to explain the world that make them feel less powerless and they can't be communists so they do this instead but i would just quickly bring us back to that right hand left hand path distinction um so again the right hand path is this idea of union with the natural world or with god or with other people every way you want to frame it left hand path the tenets that stephen flowers lays out that from everything i've read are pretty accurate to any belief system of that variety, including anything that could be called Satanism. We have self-deification, making yourself a god, individualism, initiation, the idea that you can gain powers that you wouldn't have otherwise, and you should, and it's worth the effort to do so, and the idea of magic, the idea that you can uh, you know, do these special things to change the world to fit your will, crucially, not to make them better on their own terms to your will. Now, sounds that to like, me sounds a lot like America and also a lot like American pop culture. I was going to say, that to me sounds like the MCU fan base. <laughs> Among other things, yes. <laughs> Among other <laughs> like, the deification. Uh, oh, boy, these superheroes are the greatest fucking people in the world. What's MCU? Yeah. Marvel what the- Cinematic Universe. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Tim. Uh, so that's the real <laughs> truth these people can't accept is that, like, yeah, yeah those, those, those movies suck. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's like, no, dude, like, if you really want to talk about shit being satanic, like, it's all satanic. Like, think about social media and the ability to, like... Oh. Because the whole idea with, with, like, black magic is you can reinvent yourself. You can be a different person. The things that are fundamental to your personality, those scary Nazi guys, the O9A, are big on this. The idea that you can transform yourself and become a different person. That's social media, dude. You can make yourself a god on there. You definitely could, Mm -hmm. yeah. Individualism, like, we're all totally atomized and shit. We're we're not part of any broader order where we're in unity with each other and in unity with the world. Like, it's fucking everywhere. And it was getting, like, even more to that point in the 80s. And now we are really, really, like, if you're a fucking devil worshiper, I have to assume you're overjoyed right now. You're loving it. You're loving it. (laughs) It's like McDonald's for these these Satan worship. Like, uh, yeah, fucking Aquino said he was ushering in the Aeon of Set or whatever, and I think we might be there, honestly, and we were getting there in the 80s. So if you want to look at any of this stuff in a way that's, like, meaningful, I would look at it in those broad terms, and I think that's, in a broader sense, maybe what some of these fucking church people are responding to, but they're, they're too fucking bound up in ideology to see that all the shit they like, all these fucking TV preachers that are demons. Yeah, that's fucking satanic shit as well, if yeah. not more so, like, explicitly. Think about all really, those... Really, with all their hate talk Think and about all, all those people glued to TV watching fucking all those, like, vampiric preachers take their money so that they can gain more their, power. Their weekly rituals of uh, going to church, But that's... That, you know. But that... That can also include, you know, like, you know, Fox News, CNN. All of them. Uh, All that. Lil Nas X, fucking Travis Scott, like all of them. Fucking Elon Musk posted a tweet the other day where he was, like, talking about going to space to preserve the light of human consciousness. And I was like... That is that is he's the he's the light bringer. That's he that motherfucker absolutely thinks he's Prometheus. That is a fact.
I hope he, I hope he blows up in a rocket. That would be I hope, so yeah, cool. Yeah, if he died in like I the most painful li- I hope way when he was in space, eats, that would be awesome. I hope a vulture eats his liver. Every the thing is, I think he believes that eternity. he's he is such a black magician that I bet if that happened, he would think he was going to live forever. Yeah, oh, that's absolutely. the that's the whole thing. We all want to believe we can live forever because in our society, especially because uh, I mean, even by the eighties, Christianity was not a real thing. Uh, we're terrified of death. We don't want to think about it. And that's why we want to live forever. That's why we want to you know, buy a nice house to give to our kids and fucking make music and everything else is because the idea of just being gone is really damaging to our egos. Mm-hmm. It's fucking hard to do. We can't, we're so attached to our egos and that's like super Luciferian, I think. So that I think is the, the truth of the matter, um, but a whole lot of silliness going on and it's not it's really uh, interesting, though. helpful. Oh, it's super, it's super interesting. And that Geraldo thing later on in that show, they... I believe they talked to Zena Shrek, who yep. was uh, Anton LaVey's daughter, who was at the time head of the Church of Satan. She ended up leaving and uh, sort of disavowing Satanism. She's a tantric Buddhist now, which is a whole nother thing. Um, Aquino was on some of those shows, too. Again, if you want to read on the same one. Yeah. Oh, OK. If you want to read about a weird guy, Michael Aquino is if you want to read about some shit that'll make you think this is all 100 percent real. Read about uh-huh. Michael Aquino. He was a fucking CIA guy who had the Adams Family guy eyebrows and who was also, like, accused of raping kids, but he got off because he, like, wasn't in the country at the time. Um, and perhaps he teleported away. I don't know. Um, he it, weird, weird thing with him, he just died recently, and the only place I could find the news was on, like, a Setian podcast. Like, it wasn't on the news. Like, Nobody Google didn't have, like, any. All it, all it gave me was, like, the Aeon of Set podcast where they talked about him passing. So Damn. That is very weird. Spooky shit going on. It's probably just a lot of people LARPing, but I don't know. For me personally, thinking about these sort of broader forces in the universe can kind of help me make sense of things, but... I'm not going to get carried away with it and start thinking that there's fucking tunnels under comic ping pong and shit because that's just mm. fucking stupid, obviously. Um, but, I mean, that's no... How is that any different than the comic ping pong thing? How is that any different than, like, the McMartin thing or the Martinsville one? Martinsville, Martinsville was interesting because that one had a, uh, a satanic, like... There was a, a shack that they were the kids were supposedly led to and they were yeah performing cults there and there was something called the Brotherhood of the Ram that was initiating these cults. Which yeah, like Baphomet. will be the name of our black metal band. Um Yeah, and it's that is the that is a sick name. like I said, served the same function of like then you couldn't talk about any of it anymore. Then you yeah. couldn't ask like, hmm, what why did Podesta's brother have all these fucking paintings of kids getting abused, which he did. Why did Jeffrey Epstein uh decide to do that with his neck that day? That's weird. He was he he was neurodivergent and a yeah. minor. <laughs> He's just like, yo, I'm just wacky, dude. I'm wh- watch this. You, you want to see me break my neck? Hey, watch, dude, I, I can break my neck. He, I'm a I'm a manic pixie dream boy. <laughs> my, name's, my name's Jeff. Dude, Jeffrey. I got this weird painting of Bill Clinton in a dress because, like, I'm just like so fucking quirky. Dude. Or like, didn't he have one too? Of like, it was like George Bush playing Jenga with like two towers, and he like knocked them. Oh That's, shit! Yeah, was I remember that, seeing Jeffrey like Epstein. Somebody like had that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was Epstein. Maybe it was. I think it, it was. was. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he has like he had like all that weird crazy yeah, like the Bill Clinton dress one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I mentioned it already. The dress. Oh, was that? Was it? Oh, I didn't hear. Do you it. think? On, man. Do you think Bill Clinton stood there and let him? You know, paint probably, the. No, I think he got a talented on. enough artist that he didn't need to. He could do it from memory. 
You know, I saw I saw Bill Clinton in the dress already. He was right he there. Like, it had um, the f- it had frills on. It's the gonna be. It's ingrained into my brain. The artist was like, I can do it. No problem. I have BPD, and sometimes I disassociate and do things on my island, and you can't really hold me responsible yeah, for it. It's just it just happens, man. Sometimes it just happens. You know, so that's Satanism, for uh, in in a nutshell. Satan in a nutshell. Yeah, we'll Satan in a half shell, maybe. I don't know. As Satan as I think we established here, I'm sure we'll touch on Satan again because we talk about rock and roll music on this podcast, and we have and we got to do some black metal stuff at some point. Yeah, yeah, black metal seasons are coming upon us. Talk about Odin. I mean, it's it's black metal season, you know, twenty four seven around uh, these parts for me at least. Um, I ain't no coward. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely we should definitely do a black metal episode, end of the year. So we'll probably discussing some end of the year stuff, some uh, Hell yeah. records and stuff like retrospective. Got a lot, ton of shit coming out, uh, shows I should say, ton of shows happening in Western New York. Um, go to a show, folks. We're back to full steam again. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly super excited for like shit to be kind of popping off. Some weird, annoying drama shit. Um, I don't even say drama because that kind of downplays it and like maybe upplays some stuff. Um, hoping that fucking like kind of, you know, makes its way out. All I'm hoping, being... all I'm hoping, and it's not a hope because we have control over it. I just hope it continues to have nothing to do with us, which it does currently. And uh, beautiful. If other people, if other people want to beef with each other over shit that I got nothing to do with, I don't give a flying fuck. Go right yeah. ahead. Right, go get mad name. over your parking spot. Just keep yeah. our names out of you know your mouths. A hundred percent. The yeah. people who do that would listen to us. Yeah, you know, they would hate to listen to us. But I think that's uh, that's about it. Anything else, fellas? Uh, give us a follow on Instagram and uh, you know talk talk to us. Let us know what you want to hear. Yeah. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Uh, praise set, I suppose. Um, let's say hail Satan. I'm <laughs>